Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kia ora, I'm Jen Black and welcome to The Short Read. This week I'm joined by Jennifer Liu who won the secondary schools category in the Sunday Star Times short story competition. Later on you'll hear her piece, The Lotus. But first, let's hear from Jennifer herself. Kia ora Jennifer, how are you? I'm good today, thank you. Before we get into your story, The Lotus, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, well, my name is Jennifer. And I am currently 16, and I go to St. Cuthbert's College in Epsom, Auckland. And I moved to New Zealand in 2020, at the start of 2020, before the pandemic hit, and I've been there since. Cool. So did you move by yourself, or was it um, with your family, or how did that work? Um, I moved by myself because my parents had to stay in China for work, so I am currently a boarder at my school and I live on campus. Cool that's an interesting experience being so far away from home which I mean you write a little bit about missing home in your story. Did you write the Lotus for the competition or was it something that you'd written um, previously? Um, I originally had the idea during the middle of this year because I was going through a period of time when I was pretty homesick and um, I had the idea, and then at school, we had a creative inter- writing internal coming up. So I thought that I'd explain my idea more and just bring it into an actual piece. Cool. So, you know, you got some credits, and then you also won a competition. How awesome. Um, and <laughs> what kind of inspired you to write this story? Essentially, it was originally from the poem, which I mentioned in my story, And because my mom was talking to me about it, I thought that it was very inspiring. So I thought that I'd bring it into, uh, I'd expand the idea more and actually write it into a story. And also at the time, I was actually craving like lotus roots a lot. So that was kind of how the story came to be, I guess. Yeah. And what does the lotus root taste like for people who have never had one before? Um, it's really refreshing, I want to say, and depending on what kind you get and how you cook it, it can be crispy when you bite into it, or it can be slightly a bit soft and just it melts in your mouth when you eat it, and it's really nice, and um, usually fresh lotus roots, they have the silk that stretches, and it's like a pretty different experience to yeah to consume I guess. So for people who obviously haven't read the story yet and are about to listen to it what's the story about? It's me reminiscing my childhood memories of going on road trips with my family um, through lotus fields in the countryside of where I'm from and um, them ordering the specific dish with lotus roots and pork ribs at restaurants by the lotus field and it's 
me reminiscing that memory and kind of reflecting on how coming to a new country, coming to New Zealand, how um, like the string of the lotus root, it, like my bond with my family kind of clung on even though I was apart from them. That was kind of the idea that I had, yeah. Yeah, and you write it so beautifully in the story. And just quick fire, how would you describe it in three words? I want to say delicious. <laughs> um, I want to say it's moving and it's definitely a memory, I'd say. What are your aspirations for writing? Is this the first kind of piece you've written and entered into a competition or have, have you been doing this for years? What Where do you want your um, writing to take you? This isn't the first piece I entered into a competition, but it is the first time that I've actually achieved something that's like that made myself kind of proud and but I definitely want to continue to write more and use really use my Chinese background and the things that I experienced as a kid to tell my story to everybody else because um I know there are a lot of authors that write about moving to a new country or like immigrating but I think for me, I really like involving things from my normal day life, such as like food or just um, just objects to tell stories, if that makes sense. <laughs> but I really want to just to be able to tell my story to everybody in my own special style. But yeah. Cool. And how would you describe your style? I'd say because English is my second language. So I still need to work on my English language, but I think my style is really a mixture of different cultures because I did move around a lot as a kid, um, not just to New Zealand, but to other countries as well. So I experienced a lot of different things that contributes to my writing. So I'd say it's my style's like very global, I want to say. I imagine we'll see your name eventually on a book, maybe. That could be cool or a, or a blog, but we have to eagerly wait until that day, right? Yep. Thank you so much. And here's Ida Tang reading The Lotus by Jennifer Liu. The lotus flower has many different parts. The flower with the pink petals and the bright yellow stamens, the seed pod producing green lotus seeds, the wide pads laying flat on the surface, Finally, the rhizomes. Buried deep in the mud of a river bottom, the rhizomes of a lotus flower thrive and grow to as long as four feet. When mature, it supports the stalk in presenting a beautiful bloom to the world. Lian O. In the countryside of Chengdu, on either side of the skinny, crumbly road were lotus fields, covered with green pads and pink blooms. Treading in the middle, Chinese grandmas and grandpas reached into the thick mud. My parents would take me on road trips during the weekend down the middle of the never-ending fields. The car's wheels rolled on, crunching on the sand and pebbles in its path. As I held my hand out the window, gushes of wind would breeze through my fingers, tickling me. Road trips were always a decision made by mum and dad in a moment of impulse, meaning we had to stop and eat at a diner during the drive. I was always intrigued by more modern restaurants, drooling over the vibrant food models on display, made to catch the eyes of a child. No matter how much I begged, my parents never stopped at these restaurants. Instead, we went to the shabby roadside canteens where mum always ordered one dish. Oh, duen pai gu.
lotus root pork rib soup. The soup was always served steaming hot. Piles of lotus roots are always still slightly connected by the silk, hiding the pieces of pork rib in between. Being the crazed carnivore I was, I always scavenged in the pile for the meat. To me, the flesh was tender, flavorful, and tasted much better than the mushy roots in the bowl. Mother nagged at me. You ignorant child. You're throwing away the best part. She would then skillfully pick up the pinkish roots and bite in. The silk stretches as she pulls away from the soft vegetable. I watched her in fascination as the thin strands clung on, unbreakable by even the strongest force. After a meal, Dad never forgot to take home some lotus roots from the farmers to take home either. He knew which roots were the freshest, just by looking at the holes. Back home, he would cut the vegetable into dice and slices for Mum to make different dishes from. Stir-fried, stuffed with sticky rice, or stewed with meat. I hated how often we had lotus roots, yet every time my complaints would fade as I took my first bite of the soft root. The aftertaste it left was wholesome and sweet. It's been three years since I left Chengdu and flew here to Auckland. I don't go on road trips anymore, nor have I seen any lotus fields. The lotus roots in grocery stores are frozen and bland. They don't turn soft after being stewed with meat, and there is no silk that connects my mouth and the root. I wish I was still in China, with my parents driving down the dirt road surrounded by lotus fields. Because in New Zealand, I can eat at all the fancy restaurants I want. But even with the juiciest cuts of meat, I cannot swallow more than a few bites before the grease covers my mouth, blinding my taste buds. Mother was right. I was ignorant. If I could go back to the shabby place to have their lotus root soup again, the ribs will be the ones left out this time. Lianhua. Under the blue sky dotted with woolly white clouds by the lotus fields, sat Mother in a chair made of bamboo with a fan in her hand. With every snap of her wrist, a breeze of refreshing cold air is blown. Meanwhile, in the corner, a child poked into the mud as she leaned dangerously close to the edge. Chu Yunli er buran, zhuo qinglian er buyao, mother recited. Growing out of murky mud yet untainted, rising through fresh water yet preens not. What? Chu Yunli er buran, zhuo qinglian er buyao, she quotes the famous poet. Zhou Dunyi again. There's a moment of silence. Her wrist stops the movement and the summer heat starts to build up without the breaths of wind. A mosquito circles the duo, buzzing its frequency. Mother seemed unbothered. The lotus plant grows below the water surface with the roots buried in the deep ends of a lake amongst the thick mud. Before it rises in the morning to present itself as an elegant bloom, it must travel through the filth yet the flower always remains pristine. After washing itself in the clear water, it does not stand out brightly either. She picks up the cup of tea sitting on the stool beside her. Despite the boiling heat, the hot steam could still be seen. Zhou Dunyi praised the humble and graceful qualities of the lotus flower. The way it stays unbothered and unaffected by the environment around itself is something for us to learn from. The second part, however, is a wish for people to be honest and just. Mother takes a sip from the glass. Your grandmother taught me to live my life like a lotus flower. Now I, too, wish you to grow up like one. Be elegant and be humble, my daughter. You've been listening to The Lotus by Jennifer Liu on the Short Read podcast. The story was read by Edda Tang. 
edited by Connor Scott and produced by me, Jen Black. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to hear more stunning stories by up-and-coming New Zealand writers or head to www.stuff.co.nz forward slash the short read. Ka kite anō. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt abrasive doctor who I had you know had not seen before who delivered the news just like you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby the human race where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it and so I feel really lucky so it's been incredibly positive listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.